0: Good morning. This is Ryan File, and you're listening to the First Thing Podcast, the Mail Tribune weekday podcast that touches on our top stories of the day. You can listen to past episodes of this podcast on our website, mailtribune.com, or on the SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher apps. It's Thursday, May 31st, 2018. First up. A Medford man faces two decades in prison for a string of strong-armed coffee stand robberies committed while on parole for robbing a bank. Jason Lee Swindler, 48, was sentenced to 20 years in prison Wednesday in Jackson County Circuit Court, a week after being found guilty in four robberies at Medford coffee stands last year. Swindler had recently been released from prison for a 2012 Ashland Bank robbery when he began the new string of robberies the evening of January 17, 2017, at a Dutch Bros stand at 1227 Stewart Avenue, according to Chief Deputy District Attorney Jeremy Markowitz, who prosecuted Swindler's case in the nearly three-day trial last week. He'd only been out of prison about six months, Markowitz said. Surveillance footage captured December eighteenth during a robbery of a Dutch Bros on Summit Avenue led to his capture according to news reports. Medford police posted surveillance photos to the agency's Facebook page, garnering tips that led to Swindler's December 22nd arrest. After searching Swindler's home in the 1300 block of Dakota Avenue and his car, police found a shirt, glove, glasses, baseball cap, athletic pants, and sweatshirt matching witness descriptions, according to Markowitz. Only one victim spoke at Swindler's sentencing hearing Wednesday, expressing, quote, how it personally affected her and still is, according to Markowitz. The woman wasn't the only young adult affected, Markowitz said, expressing how one victim changed her shift, another barista is now apprehensive when customers approach the window, and another quit. A court document filed Monday by Swindler's court-appointed defense lawyer, Zachary Light, described Swindler as, quote, extremely remorseful for his actions, and pointed to opiate addiction as the root of his crimes. Swindler's mother and 87-year-old grandmother wrote letters on his behalf. Next up, Medford police are looking for a man who robbed a cab driver at gunpoint Tuesday night. The incident happened at about 11 p.m. after a female driver for Crown Taxi picked up a fare at the Bear Creek Shopping Center, according to Medford Police Lieutenant Kerry Curtis. The male passenger asked to go to nearby Northwood Drive, just east of the shopping center. When they reached the destination, he displayed a black handgun and asked for money, Curtis said. The cab driver complied, Curtis said, giving up an undisclosed amount of cash. The man then, quote, nonchalantly walked away, reportedly north toward the intersection of Northwood Drive and Skeeters Lane. No one was injured, police said. Curtis added the driver did not perceive anything suspicious about the man when he was first picked up, but that, quote, he might have been under the influence. The suspect is described as a white male in his 20s, about 5 feet 9 and 160 pounds, with brown hair, brown eyes, and a thin mustache. He reportedly wore a light-colored hooded sweatshirt and had the hood pulled over a red hat. He also wore a black and blue flannel shirt and wore light-colored jeans. Anyone with information about the robbery is asked to call Medford Police at 541-770-4784. And last up, smart electric meters that send data through a cellular connection will be rolled out over the summer to 88,000 customers in Jackson County. A team of 60 workers will cover the county, taking about five minutes to swap out each meter with a new state-of-the-art model that relies on radio signals to send four brief data downloads a day to Pacific Power. The data from the meters will also be available to customers who want to check on electricity usage, but the meters will have other features that should improve service. The meters will call us if they lose power, said Mike Cochran, Managing Director of Metering Business for the Utility. The meters will also alert Pacific Power when power is restored. Not everyone is happy with the prospect, however, with some raising concerns about being exposed to electromagnetic frequencies. Pacific power counters that the exposure is far less than what's experienced from common household equipment. In Oregon, 590,000 customers will be part of the $117 million switchover. And that's it for today. Be sure to check out full versions of these stories at our website, mailtribune.com. And if you want to stay connected to us throughout the day, follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. Have a good one.